It's Saturday in the octave of Easter. Welcome to today's penultimate podcast for the Easter cycle. This is Father John Zolsdorf. The Roman station is St. John Lateran today. Lateran comes from the ancient Roman family whose property this area once was. St. John comes from both Saints John the Baptist and the Evangelist, but the basilica itself is dedicated to the Savior. This is the Pope's Cathedral and the head and mother of all the churches in the city and the world. One week ago, if we were ancient Roman Christians, we would have been baptized in the baptistry at St. John's. Today was also called in ancient times Sabato in Albis, or in Albis de Ponendis, in Albis referring to the white garments of the newly baptized. In ancient times, it would be the last full day that the newly baptized would wear these robes before removing them and then depositing them at the cathedral in the octave as a witness to their faith, so that Sunday is called Dominica in Albis Depositis. I know that there is a great energy put into this Sunday as Divine Mercy Sunday, and that's great. But something that gets obscured in this new aspect of the post-conciliar calendar is the deep well that is our tradition, the image of the baptismal garment being worn for the last full day and then deposited tomorrow is an analogy of our growing up and taking greater responsibility for our Christian character and our vocations in the church. Of course, we depend on the mercy of God at all times, which is why Holy Church tomorrow describes the divine institution of the sacrament of penance, the post-baptismal way that God intends for us to receive forgiveness of sins. Coincidence that this follows a week after the special way of forgiveness of sins in baptism? I don't think so. From Eastertide, Day by Day, by Father Patrick Troedek. Over the course of last week, we considered a few aspects of the Christian life aimed at helping us lead a resurrected life with Jesus. This life is above all a life of faith, which has to be nourished by a profound union with God and by the practice of fraternal charity. To be pleasing to our Father in heaven, it must not be tainted by duplicity of any kind, nor diminished by the wear and tear of time. Seeing these requirements, some may wonder if God truly demands so much, and if we might not allow ourselves just a few concessions, after all, to take a little more advantage of life. To avoid playing this game that would gradually lull us into tepidity, the first thing we need is to love God with all our heart. The man who truly loves does not calculate, he does not bargain with his love. He gives himself totally, without reserve and without thinking about himself. To this law of love, we must also join that of fear, which is a kind of guardrail to help us avoid missteps, falls, backslides. It is doubtless for this reason that the church presented in the breviary of two days ago the passage from the Apocalypse, where we see the Lion of Judah, that is to say Jesus, opening the book of life. This book, containing all of the good and bad actions of men, will be opened on the day of the last judgment. Indeed, as Jesus said, there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, and nothing hidden that will not be made known. On the day of wrath will be revealed the just judgment of God, 
who will render to every man according to his works. On the day of resurrection, in a kind of anticipation of the last judgment, the angel of the resurrection sat on the stone with the dignity and stature of a conqueror. His sight was an object of terror for the soldiers who were guarding the sepulchre, but of boundless joy for the holy women. It will be the same on the day of judgment. Jesus Christ will appear terrible to the reprobate, but will be an object of the deepest joy for the just. And so let us take advantage of the time that remains to us on earth to begin our resurrected life until the day we rejoice in God in the blessed eternity of heaven. Amen.